Welcome to the Armada Podcast with your hosts, Armchair Jedi, and now the Armada Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Armchair Podcast. I am your host, Armchair Jedi, and with me today is Paul. Hello. Hello. Unfortunately, uh, both Kalorn and Fox are unable to join us today, so I am hijacking the show, and they've given me the keys to the recording studio now, uh, so uh, this will be interesting. Um, but welcome, Paul. Glad to have you. Uh, winner of the uh, Golden State Games World Open Qualifier. Yeah, thank you. It was an uh, interesting one. I bet, I bet. It was a it was a busy busy weekend in in our model land. There were uh, there was the Golden State Games, obviously, uh, two separate store championships on two days in Houston at Warzone, and a third one in at a store called Le Griffon in Quebec. So we're gonna we're gonna see how much of this we can get through. It's a lot of stuff, a lot of stats. Um, but before we get into the fun stuff, let's talk about the standard armchair jedi podcast interview with paul so paul how long have you been playing armada uh so um started uh i think it was um 2016 so middle of uh, wave two and played played things do you have a, a regular group that you play with you do you get a lot of um, in-person games in or is it mostly online um it's mostly online um um uh, at some point uh before covid uh the war um uh, Armada group in Boston. I think, uh, there are still uh, some people playing. Now it's more complicated, so mostly play uh, online and uh, whatever I can get in uh, tournaments. Yeah, sounds sounds about the same for me. Actually, I, I remember when we were um, when we were talking, Kalorn uh, and, and Fox and I about um, having you on. I remember I think we talked um, during the Food and Bead show last year at the uh, Vassal World Cup. And you're flying your your list with the with the pocket uh, the pocket ISD Victory Star Destroyer. Yeah, it was um, essentially a predecessor of uh, uh, what I was flying at JSG. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I mean, on that, what what would you say is your play style? Um, I think uh, it's uh, fair to say that I'm a, a all ship player and uh, I'm a, a fairly uh, aggressive while uh, somewhat being cautious. <laughs> Usually all ship, uh, squadronless. Sometimes maybe low squadrons, but imperial all ships with uh, sometimes going to, into other factions. That's the playstyle. Squadless is a is an interesting place. It seems right now it's um, there's a lot of of heavy squad, especially uh, with everybody's new best friend matchstick going on. So I imagine that's an extra challenge now. Oh yes. As, uh, uh, I said, um, Mage Stick uh, allows uh, uh, to provide a, a really a good counter to uh, multiple squadless strategies, and uh, I see a rise of Mage Stick and uh, all bombers, at least for for a while. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you could give yourself, if you could go back in time to when you were first starting, and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, can I go with two? Yeah, by all means. Sure. So, uh, first one, discover Armada one uh, uh, yeah, earlier than that. Started for one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> second one, uh, uh, 
do what it takes. Don't skip a 2018 World Championship. Oh, really? You 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 had a chance to go to the the 2018 Worlds and didn't? Uh, I uh, unfortunately I didn't have a chance. Uh, uh, otherwise, I would have gone. Ah, probably. Uh, and uh, do what it takes. Do more regionals. Right. Get that uh, guaranteed invite. Don't rely on the lottery. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 It was a lottery back then. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course I remember I was scheduled to go to the I guess it would have been the 2020 last chance qualifier, and of course that didn't happen. So that was. Uh, I hope to get back there someday. Maybe we can we can meet up and have a game. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that takes us into our main event, which was the GSG, which happened down in San Francisco this past weekend. Uh, it sounds like it was a, a whole lot of fun. There was 32 players there. And uh, let's take a look at some of these stats. So overall, there were uh, even split between Rebels and Imperials, 12 and 12. Uh, there were five Republic and three Separatists. Now, the, the commander breakdown is, well, you know, I, I mean, it's the top half is what you'd expect, and the bottom half is is not what you'd expect, I guess you could say. For, for Rebels, there were seven out of the 12 were Agates. There was a couple Akbars, one Kraken, one Radis, one Rykian. For the Imperials, you had four Sloan, three Ramadi, two Ozil, and then a Mahdi, a Jerry, and a Thrawn. And that's, I think that's kind of what we, what we kind of expect to see at a, at a competitive uh, tournament like this. When it comes to Republic, though, I was really surprised. I don't know how, how you, um, if you were surprised, Paul, but uh, th- three I was, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, uh, yeah, because uh, I did expect a, a, a somewhat different. Uh... Yeah. I mean, everything, everything that we've been hearing, all the, all the data I've been seeing, would suggest that this would have been the other way around, but there were the most numerous Gar Admiral was Plo Koon. Three Plo Koons, one Lumi, one Yularen, zero Anakin. Which is uh, uh, more than surprising. I can only uh, imagine that it's zero Anakin and then all of that went into matchsticks. Right. Why Why do you think there was no uh, no Anakin came to, uh, to the GSG? Honestly? I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised. I expected to see at least uh, three or four. Yeah, some, right? I mean, there, there's there been talk about how, you know, Anakin is, is strong and powerful, but maybe more as a, as a gatekeeper than as a, as a winner, for example. But, um, but yeah, not seeing any, that's just, that, that really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Another thing that uh, I was uh, surprised not to see, I was surprised uh, not to see uh, any SSDs, and I think I may be wrong, but uh, I think there were no Starhawks either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, separatists, we had uh, Dooku, Grievous, and, and TF were the were the three Separatist commanders. And, and yeah, you're right. Ship-wise, there were a total of six Onagers, two Donager fleets, zero Starhawks, zero SSDs. There were two MSU fleets. So for MSUs, we're counting all smalls and 75 points or less in squadrons. I know that's not necessarily universal definition, but that's the, the one that we use on the show. And what I found also interesting, aside from the no Anakin, there were two, two ship fleets. Yeah, um, I uh, totally did expect one. Yeah. 
because latch package was there. Yep. Mac was there. Uh, two is interesting. Yeah. And then uh, for squadrons, you mentioned running squadless. There were only three squadless fleets. Um, most of them had at least 80 points in squads. Almost half of them had over 120 points in squads. That must have been, uh, uh, you know, a challenge as we as we kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah, and um, three squadless fleets. That's not as surprising. However, uh, it is surprising given no Anakin's. Yes, because uh, that usually pads that number a bit. Um, as far as um, rebel larges go, there were three rebel larges total, which is kind of what we've been seeing a decline in rebel large fleets. Uh, or fleets, rebel fleets with a large ship. Uh, you just don't see the the MC80s and the MC75s, or even the Starhawks in this case, out that often. And then the other thing that I kind of found surprising was that 97%, almost the entire field, had five points or less in bid. The largest bid at the entire tournament was only seven points. Uh, again, you know, no no Starhawks, no Anakin, so n- people not necessarily bidding hard for um, for their choice, but. I was kind of surprised to see so many fleets in that low of a bid. Uh, that's not surprising because um, uh, I do, didn't see uh, many fleets that did require a hard bid and uh, did require to guarantee to get second or to get first. And then uh, the bids naturally uh, migrate into zero uh, five points range with some bids uh, of five in five ten points range. So. Uh, um, dependent on uh, what admirals are there, what uh, fleet types are there, and seems to be an interesting tournament where uh, some archetypes were absent, and uh, as a result, you also have a lower beat overall. Yeah. So the first day cut down to a top eight. The second day was the top eight Swiss final. And in the top eight, there was only one of the 12 rebel lists got through four of the 12 empires two out of the five gar and fox rejoice one separatist made it into the top eight and that was a uh, grievous list there was uh, an agate for the rebels sloan Mahdi, and thrawn for the imperials and plo and admiral ularen for the gar um and so i mean going into the top four the fourth place was that Ularen fleet, and it had no Venators. It was four Peltas with uh, Delta Anakin, Axe, Ahsoka, our friend Matchstick, uh, one Beetle, and three Arcs. Did you happen to play against uh, that player? Actually, uh, yes. That was uh, my uh, final game uh, that uh, did get me uh, uh, first place. Um, uh, uh, we played, and uh, it uh, ended up as, uh, no, if I'll uh, spoil it or not, people, it ended up as uh, 8-3. However, glad that uh, it did uh, still allow my opponent to uh, keep himself in the uh, top four. But uh, it was a really interesting fleet and a strong fleet. I somewhat, uh, did uh, feel sorry because mine is a hard count- counter for uh, the fleet he had. Yeah, I mean those peltas are are durable, and again, all those those rogue bombers against your squadless fleet, but they're they're not they're not quick. Yeah, and uh, 
probably uh, wait uh, to describe it until we get into the games. Sure, sure. Um, third place was our Agate fleet. It was uh, Assault Frigate Mark Two A Gallant Haven, a CR ninety B, and two GR seventy fives with a squadron ball of Ghost Lando Wedge Dutch two Skurgs and a YT-2400. So, um, you know, less bombing power, but still uh, nothing to be sneezed at. The second place team, uh, second place fleet was a large package with his Thrawn two ship. And this was really cool. I mean, like like you said, you you knew there was going to be a a two ship there because large package was going. And I know large package has been playing the two ship for quite a while. And he's, uh, I mean, he's he's a good player. And but it was just really cool to see a Admiral Thrawn, B two ship, and not much fighter coverage. Uh, place as high as second. I, I was I was watching it, uh, you know, vicariously through T four, and and there was a chance for him to 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 sneak a win in there, and he came up just a tiny bit short. But his two ships, it's an ISD two and a Gladiator, both with seventh fleet, Jenin Marek, uh, Vader Defender, Morna, four Tie Fighters, so a pretty decent. You know, punchy bombing aspect to it. Some some tie fighters to to tie people down. Um, did you happen to play against Mac while you were there? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, the, uh, I did play uh, previously. I did play um, against a different variation uh, of that fleet uh, online when uh, we were uh, playtesting different things. I didn't play uh, against him in uh, in the tournament yet. Okay. Well. Uh, that brings us to number one, our 2023 Golden State Games Armada World Champion, or World Open Qualifier Champion, not World Champion yet. Uh, do you want to walk us through your fleet and let us know kind of what, what's in it and sort of the thought process that you, you use to kind of get to this uh, championship fleet? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, what I had, I uh, had a, you know, a, a variation of a fleet that I played for uh, several years, which is... Um, uh, Admiral Moti, um, uh, ISD-2 with um, uh, Director Krennic, um, Gunnery Teams, uh, PDIC, and Spinal Armament. So uh, that's um, really uh, tough. Uh, oh, and EWS. Uh, that is a really tough uh, flagship uh, crack. And at the same time, it does hit like a truck. I jokingly call it a baby SSD, given that uh, it provides if you concentrate, it provides uh, 10 dice at uh, medium range with uh, all the rerolls you, you can carry because of the Krennic. Oof. Then uh, I did have um, um, Onager, and that's uh, uh, the second uh, large or almost large ship that uh, I rotate uh, in a list. And as I said, this list uh, star, uh, has its origin in um, my um, um, VWC. Um, uh, Vassal World Cup uh, 2022, where I did have uh, um, victory instead, and then I uh, did experiment with uh, uh, different ships. Um, did run uh, uh, Imperial Venator there. I did run uh, Victory One. I uh, did uh, run Victory Two with uh, BT Quasar at Volts, and uh, this time I uh, decided because of. Um, uh, Anakin and overall um, potential heavy squadrons to run an Onager. However, I did run uh, Onager Star Destroyer with uh, uh, Blue Beam. Um, price 
and uh, uh, gunnery teams and ordnance experts. And uh, uh, the sword there was um, to have an onager that can um, somewhat counter thermals or ECM by uh, providing unbraceable damage. And uh, also uh, still be able to hit uh, multiple targets because of gunnery team or uh, act as a, a potential squadron killer or a flag bot. Because uh, Onager Star Destroyer still uh, provides blue-black as a flag, can uh, salvo as a flag, and gunnery team does allow me to uh, do anti-squadron flag shot after doing ignition. Then I have a, a, had a Gazanti with Comsnet and Vader, pretty standard. And uh, at the end, I did have a Raider Van with uh, uh, Honda and external racks. And uh, honestly, uh, uh, the trader was the uh, most valuable person uh, in the list uh, in this tournament, as it uh, I found out, because uh, it's only 50 points, but it was uh, very efficient for those points and uh, often um, did uh, get a lot of damage uh, or been there where it was supposed to be. You don't often hear that high praise for a raider, and that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and do you want do you want to walk us through your your tournament uh, experience? How to go? Well, obviously uh, sure. very well, but you know what was what was it like? Yeah. And, uh, first things first, I do want to uh, state that it was a, a tournament that was very well organized and enjoyed the uh, organization, the venue, and the tournament itself a lot. I was. It was a first time uh, for me uh, being at uh, GSG, and I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> say this way. And uh, now, um, uh, going back to uh, my games, um, I think um, day one, uh, my uh, first game was uh, against Patrick, strong player. That's uh, uh, Rebel Rados with uh, Speed Five uh, uh, Corvette. And uh, Uber Liberty with um, uh, pretty good squadron coverage and um, transports. Uh, the game was uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, I um, we started. I was uh, able to uh, uh, fork his uh, Corvette uh, with my Raider and uh, um, uh, threaten a Raider shot at Corvette before uh, Rados deployed. At the same time, I was guaranteeing a kill of his uh, on his Ezra. We played Doomstage Station and guaranteed the kill of uh, his Ezra before he has a chance to move the asteroid. He uh, thought about it a bit, made the right decision of uh, moving the Corvette out of Raider Death Arc, front arc, and killed um, Ezra. And uh, after that, um, I was still uh, able to do, I think it was. Um, I uh, uh, had only side arc shot out of the radar into his Corvette, and uh, after uh, uh, the shot happened, I external wrecked, and I left the Corvette only at one hull uh, after, uh, I think uh, he evaded uh, uh, a die and uh, uh, rerolled either double to, to a one or um, um, so uh, reduced damage by one uh, by evading, and only that uh, kept that Corvette alive. Otherwise, wow. it would have been uh, devastating because uh, Corvette goes away before the drop that's immediate 10 1. 
Wow, yeah. Uh, that Raider yeah. did do some work. Yeah. And Patrick is a strong player. Was strong, but uh, unfortunately, he did a drop, then uh, 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 traded uh, ships. Um, I um, put some uh, damage uh, on him. I uh, lost a Nonager. And after that, he was uh, I was able to push a crit to a Liberty, and he was hit uh, with. I felt sorry for him. He was hit with a really unlucky crit. Oh. Uh, ended up with a crit that didn't allow to uh, attack abstracted targets with Liberty while he was being locked uh, front and front with my ASD and I did have AWS. Oh no. <laughs> so that was devastating. Yikes. And so then I, uh, um, I was able to kill the Liberty. Uh, his um, um, Radus, uh, his Corvette, did. Uh, was able to get away at one hull. I, I, uh, speed five, I didn't catch it. That gave me uh, uh, seven four because I did lose an Onager. And spoiler alert, I did lose my Onager in all of my games. Every game. Yeah, honestly, it was not unexpected. I think that means that it's healthy in that regard. Right. Let's see. Uh, second game was uh, against uh, ATX Mike. And uh, he did fly um, uh, Luminara fleet with uh, Venator, uh, Pelta, Consular, and uh, a full set of squadrons with Matchstick, uh, I think five BTLs, Anakin, X. Um, for that game, um, we played uh, Blockade Run that uh, allowed me to uh, play activations and set a kill box for his Luminara. So uh, was able to... Uh, Put enough pressure uh, on on his venator and uh, uh, kill it. I did lose um, uh, my onager and uh, didn't have a chance to uh, get a pelta. I did try to get his uh, uh, consular with uh, by uh, speeding up with my SD. He did uh, counter it well and uh, flew away. Then uh, the time was called before. Uh, I was able to put anything other than my ISD into blockade run zone, and uh, before he was able to get the consular uh, into the uh, deployment zone, so he didn't get mercy mission because he had to take a, a yeah. long road yeah. to uh, uh, save his consular. So when everything was set and done, it was uh, ended up as seven form. Yeah. And uh, my uh, third game was um, against uh, uh, Justin. Uh, that was uh, um, actually JJ, not so JJ, was uh, Imperial uh, and uh, Gladiator, Gazanti. So almost two ship, but three ship with Gazanti and a uh, uh, good set of squadrons with Vader, uh, Marek, Jenton, and uh, then Missile Saber Black. And, uh, don't remember much of that game other than uh, played. I uh, was able to. Uh, I had a really lucky shot out of my Onager. Yeah. Traded shots. My Onager was uh, in uh, boarding troopers range. He did have a ECM and BT on uh, his Imperial Tomb. Onager was in uh, BT range. He was um, almost uh, ready to die, but Onager activated first. And uh, his. Uh, ISD at the time was uh, 10 hull, zero shields, but he has a brace, he has a CM radio. And 
then uh, I roll, I reroll with price, and I end up with uh, six uh, red or blue crits. Oh my goodness! And that's uh, six untraceable damage plus damage on top. Oh my goodness! Wow! And blue beam. Th- th- that was uh, above expectations and uh, wow. shifted game a, a-, a bit and. Um, as a result, uh, he was uh, tabled, and uh, that gave me a 10-1, even with uh, loss of an onager because of uh, contested outputs tokens. So, wow. And so that, that... that puts you up uh, you did pretty good at, at that point because you ended up playing the the eventual winner of day one, uh, Nicholas Brown, right? Yeah, we won table one, and uh, at the time, um, I think I was... Uh, very, uh, um, I, uh, I think I was second. I was... Uh, lower on points but uh close and uh then uh i knew that it was a top eight uh, cut so my goal was uh not to lose big as opposed to winning big and uh i uh played nick, nick before i did uh i played him last round uh day two at walls and uh the time i did win big against him but then we both needed to win big and this time was different, so he uh, was able to uh, do his revenge. So that game was <laughs> on stream. I deployed defensively and um, then um, went slowly to protect contested outpost. Went after his um, flagship, and uh, he was uh, uh, jumping back and forth. He was flying um, variation of uh, what he previously, which was uh, a gate with. Uh, Assault Frigate uh, MK2A with RBT, all, all the uh, full set of protection, Gallant, uh, um, tech, uh, Gallant Heaven, then uh, two CR90Bs, which is interesting because you don't see that often. I see uh, why he was doing that, and it's a it's good option for his list, and he flew it brilliantly. Then one uh, uh, transport with Adartalon, BCC, and uh, Boosted comms and uh, a full set of uh, uh, rebel uh, squadrons, uh, full set of uh, bomber squadrons. He had uh, two scourges, which did uh, concern me <laughs> a lot, and uh, it did play out uh, in his favor. As uh, he uh, did start a uh, bombing run on me while uh, flanking me on both sides, um, I uh, did accelerate, uh, tried to catch up his. Uh, a flagship. Yeah, I did uh, lose my Onager to a bombing runs and um, uh, put some damage on flagship, still with RBDs and all the pro- uh, protection. It wasn't enough. I almost caught it, but only had a consolation price with uh, uh, getting both um, his uh, flagship and uh, one of the Corvettes in. Uh, Front arc of ISD and uh, flagship was low enough on health, so he had to force to act- uh, he was forced to activate it first, get out. I got uh, one of his corvettes and consolation prize, so then meant that I lost an onager, got a corvette. We were ended up being split on uh, contested outpost points, so that was a 4-7 loss, but that was enough for me to uh, be kept as uh, within top eight. Ended up being fifth. Yeah, and I was just looking at his his squadron ball. He has the Ghost Lando Wedge Dutch, two Skurgs, and a and a YT twenty four hundred. So I, I yeah, I imagine that would have given you some fits. Yeah, that was 
uh, scary as a bomber ball for especially for a squadless field. Yeah. Yeah, we are starting to see more and more scourgs these days, which is kind of cool because they kind of uh, disappeared from the from the yeah and for a while. Uh, 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 I think it's a right call, uh, given that uh, uh, two dice bombers um, mm-hmm. uh, currently uh, where uh, the strong points are because you uh, somewhat mitigate the WS, you somewhat mitigate BJC. Yeah. So. so, so that was good enough to get you fifth place on day one. Um, and, and you mentioned you were um, you were on stream on the on the last game of yeah, day one. I, yeah. So if, if anybody if anybody wants to check that out, head on over to YouTube to the uh, to Carnex uh, Sway channel, and you can check out the the streams from the Golden State games. You can see Paul play on uh, day four uh, game or day one game four. So then um, I guess it was a it was a, a quick sleep and then back at it the next morning. And your first opponent was. Uh, Somebody I, I met last year in Montreal, and uh, he ended up winning that thing in uh, in uh, Simon Gerard, uh, Captain Osmer. Yeah, and it was a uh, uh, good but strong opponent. <laughs> it was a uh, uh, Ramodi fleet with uh, Interdictor and Onager, and uh, again a full set of uh, squadrons with um, all Imperial Florence and uh, Honda and the Fire Spray. Which again is scary for squadron less fleet. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, um, fortunately, uh, and uh, Interdictor um, uh, did have um, uh, Gravel projectors and uh, GSR, which means that uh, my objectives uh, may end up not being my objectives, yes. but his objectives. <laughs> yeah. And still, um, so, uh, yeah, I did have a bid. I still uh, gave him first. Because um, her plan uh, here, um, and uh, I was able to deploy things in a way to uh, deny him uh, Ramodi. So uh, end up with a station on the side, uh, and uh, all the uh, obstacles being either in the center or on, on the other side of um, the board. So there was a. Uh, no uh, option to uh, get a, a, a Ramudi dice via obstacles. He did uh, uh, put a gravity well, um, uh, projector token around the station, so I had to start from speed zero. Right. Actually, I um, did have uh, enough in my uh, list to, to be able to counter that by uh, holding and providing one um, um, token via comsnet, so I was able to accelerate to speed 2 with both of my sh- uh, deploy at speed 0 and accelerate to speed 2 uh, round 1 to uh, start the action early. Then uh, we uh, traded onagers. Okay. was not unexpected. Uh, and then um, so I, I had a, a potentially a win combination by uh, just chasing his interdictor with my SD. He did play it brilliantly. And uh, I did put a pressure, uh, pressure every uh, put all the pressure on the interdictor, and I did uh, get it uh, to uh, uh, one hull after uh, front arc shot from ISD. Uh, he did uh, went into open repair. I uh, throw a rest of uh, of the fleet here. Uh, as a result, I uh, did sacrifice a raider at Gazanti. Uh, still was unable to. Uh, Bring, uh, bring down the interdictor. Oof. And the top with uh, last shot of the game, uh, 
uh, interdictor being at one half. I do have uh, uh, long range three dice and uh, so uh, counter and I uh, so three dice. I do have a cranic reroll. I needed two accuracies and a hit to uh, kill it. Yeah. I roll. I get accuracy to hit. So now it's Oof. down to literally last roll of the game. Mm-hmm. I reroll red die. If it's an accuracy, uh, then interdictor is down. If it's not an accuracy, then it survives. And it survived. Oh, man. So, so that was uh, uh, f- ended up as a 4 7 loss for me. And Oof. then so, I, I knew four... I had to uh, submarine out. <laughs> Well, yeah. Like, how how does that? So, your first game of day one, it's a, it's a sounds like an awesome game, but you you wind up with that four. How how are you how are you feeling about your prospects at that point? Yeah, um, I think I was uh, down. Given that uh, my goal there was uh, uh, to uh, get in top top four or hopefully top five, because uh, it was very likely that uh, one at least one person in the top four will. Uh, be a person with, that already has an invite, because uh, yeah, I, I was um, at Nova. I uh, did have a set of really good games. I uh, enjoyed it a lot. Have a disappointing show. I uh, did uh, make uh, even uh, a day two, and after that, <laughs> my uh, wonderful wife, who uh, really a wonderful person and supported me, stated that now. You have to fly to any tournament uh, you can get to until you get that invite. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So, so a little bit of pressure I, uh, there too, eh? <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there was some pressure, no and pressure. Uh, then I uh, see my um, round two matchup, and uh, it's a matchup against really a bad fleet for me, which is. Plokan um, um, uh, with Venator double Peltas. And a full set of uh, bombers. Yeah, one of the worst matchups I, I could have. So I was wouldn't say devastated. Was prepared for uh, the worst outcome. Right, right. And that was, uh, that yeah. was Shane uh, Shane McMichael, um, Mickey Light, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that game uh, yeah, it was a really tough one. He uh, played. Uh, we deployed. We uh, played. Uh, Contested outpost. Um, he played uh, uh, really well. He uh, was able to um, get uh, his uh, flagship out of uh, ignition arc of the Venator. So I don't say I had no ignition shots on uh, his Venator uh, ever oh, wow. during that game. But, uh, by doing that, uh, he uh, was forced to fly into a double arc of the Raider. Oh no! Okay. Well. That was, but uh, it was a choice. Uh, did yes. deploy a radar in a way that you uh, get out of ignition. Now you had to fly into a radar. Right. There right. was no, no way to avoid boss. So he chose a radar. Radar unloaded, and uh, um, then I, I don't remember. I think he uh, uh, thermaled one one of the shots, uh, or he just did a regular brace because of radar did provide a lot of damage, and he ended up with a red brace and. Uh, uh, the uh, shot that did get me a, a top four and chance at uh, winning the tournament was um, I did have a, a hot roll out of um, my um, ASD into his Venator. 
So that's early rounds. I only have a long shot. And uh, I, I, I roll. I think it was, uh, I think it was five dice. Yeah, five dice. Um, so it was a double, actually even, maybe even four. Uh, don't remember. But mm -hmm. It was a double hit. Yeah, double hit, hit to blanks. I do have concentrate fire, so I throw it. I do a cranic reroll of blanks, and both blanks come as doubles. Oh my goodness! That was a hot roll. I again did feel sorry because that was way uh, above uh, average. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, forced him to discard his brace very early, right. and uh, allowed me to. Uh, uh, kill his Venator before, uh, just one round before with, uh, he can uh, get into safety. And that uh, uh, got me uh, that 9-2 win because uh killed the Venator. Yeah. I, uh, 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 killed the Peltas because Peltas can't really run from uh, ASD. And uh, that was a uh, uh, win because uh, only lost an honor on that. Yeah. Actually, Onager and uh, my uh, Gazanti. And the Gazanti, okay. Yeah, but then oh, um, so that, that's a good. We covered some of that on uh, on tokens. So. Yeah. And uh, so that almost guaranteed me top four and uh, put me on first table last round. And then I uh, probably had one of the for all the bad matchups that happened before. <laughs> had a, finally, had a good matchup, which was uh, for Peltas. Or probably this is Arkwelder's um, uh, Ularan fleet with the Peltas. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Arkwelder. That was Ularan fleet with uh, four Peltas, which uh, is uh, really a good fleet. I uh, did like that fleet a lot. And <laughs> right, uh, right before that, we um, I did speak with Arkwelder about uh, fleets, about uh, fleet compositions, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. so, and then we ended up being matched up uh, against one another. And uh, you, I do have uh, two gunnery teams and two really strong ships. It was um, um, a climb uh, not to get not to get tables for, uh, for him. So yeah. um, started. He had a bid, uh, and uh, that game is also on stream. Here, uh, okay. uh, decided to uh, go second. Provided uh, him with a mission. Uh, provided me with a missions, and uh, that's why I did see uh, the opportunity, and uh, I did select hyperspace migration, uh, betting on uh, myself being able to uh, uh, table him fast enough <laughs> to uh, prevent runaway with the tokens, and at the same time forcing his peltas to stay together and at a known place so right i can right. fly in and uh gunnery team him yeah yeah neat though i mean those peltas can't run they can't hide yeah because uh, uh my goal was with the mission to know where the pelta are peltas are and know uh, where uh they are going to fly to right because i i was guaranteed to be out deployed so uh that was my way to mitigate that uh deployment disadvantage yeah i mean it looks like his bombers and, and ships got some work done but uh in the end it, it it came out on top for you yeah and uh that was uh in here uh did the right thing by splitting peltas he put a one on one corner three in in the other corner once right. he knew uh, my deployment so i also had to split my ships i uh sent idea uh against the lone pelta with the idea of 
getting rid of it and then uh turning to uh flying towards the rest and is the d derived to the uh, to the side to the main action uh round five six uh, at round five when everything was already decided yeah it did get there it got there yeah yeah and then uh-huh. i uh, uh onager and uh raider went after uh main peltas uh-huh. i um uh, was able to uh one shot pelta with uh asd and turn towards the rest then um, v- um was able to uh, kill uh pelta with uh, one onager shot but wasn't uh strictly one shot because uh i did price twice i did price my uh salva from an onager did price my regular shot after that pelta was left at one hull and that was a bcc pelta so i did remove it uh early in the game oh which good okay also mattered a lot and yeah. then i uh, rammed it at uh spitz reonager <laughs> to kill it that'll do yeah and yeah so after so, that uh yeah no, go ahead go ahead yeah after that i uh the owner did survive enough on the moti hull to uh be able to do yet another shot before finally dying and uh that uh got peltas uh in a bad position because he was able to hit both the peltas and raider did finish the third pelta that round the uh, fourth pelta was at one hull and that uh decided the game actually uh-huh. was decided uh where uh I was able to uh, fly away with the Raider, going right. speed four and uh, surviving just enough at one motihal. Only then I discovered that was the difference between first and second place. Well, yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask you, did because um, so large package was playing at at you know in, in round three. Uh, did you have a sense of where? Like, did, did you finish first or did he finish first? Did you have a sense of where, uh, where uh, you were, what was happening yeah, at that uh, point? Uh, honestly, um, I did know, uh, post factum, I, uh, uh discussed that, yeah, I said uh, he did finish first. Okay. But, um, no, uh, I knew that, uh, it was going to be close. Mm-hmm. I, I had a chance, uh, at first, given the matchup, but, uh, uh, the best I, I could done is, uh, just deliver the best game and see how it goes. I'll be honest. I, uh, uh wasn't sure what my final standing was until <laughs> uh the moment uh they started to give out the prizes oh wow and, uh, and yeah. i got my uh top empire prize because... yes yeah because uh, so I, I was watching that i mean vicariously through through t4 and just like refreshing and refreshing and refreshing uh large package is from vancouver so he's uh he's he's yeah. local to me yeah. and so i was i was really cheering for him and he came up 140 mov shy it was tied on tp but you had that extra 140 mov on him that uh, that got you the big win so big congratulations it was a, a hard-fought tournament it sounds and a lot of fun yeah thank you and yeah it was a lot of fun it was um let's say very good players and the lists uh that uh some of them you wouldn't expect and i think it was a really good uh, uh variation of lists and players yes i enjoyed it a lot yeah and and i'll make sure to put in the um in the show notes my my patented uh, golden state Games spreadsheet if anybody wants to take a look at the the stats and the lists and the scores and things like that uh we'll make that available to people um 
so yeah, that that was that was GSG, and and I guess the downside for you, Paul, is that now you don't have uh, a blank check to go to fly around to whatever tournament you want to anymore. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but might have, might have I had to deliver something to my wife. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I know we're getting a little bit on in time, but let's roll through some of these other. Um, tournaments real quickly uh i, I was going to do the uh the standard armada podcast anakin watch for uh for the golden state golden state game so here it is uh matchstick though i mean we've seen matchstick pop up quite a bit there were five garfleets at gsg there were five matchsticks and um you know we're starting to see a fairly similar build you know danikin Axe, matchstick, and and at least four bombers, and then with a Delta or an Ahsoka in there for for flavor, and then you know, your Beetles or your Arcs, depending on which uh, um, which way you want to go with that. But matchstick is really starting to show up as um, maybe somebody that I mean, we all kind of knew he was powerful, but everybody we were all fixated on on Commander Anakin, and now I think we're starting to feel a bit of that pain um, that matchstick brings. And actually, uh, that brings a good point. Uh, maybe we don't see Commander Anakin because people are uh, bringing a Delta King in matchstick builds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll quickly roll through the other the other store championships that happened on the same weekend. Uh, on in Warzone Houston on day one, there were sixteen players. Actually, it was sixteen players on both days. Uh, same field on both days, and I would like to personally thank from the bottom of my heart, the, the three or four players who played the same list on both days, because that means I could just copy and paste it from day one rather than having to type it all in again. So thank you very much for that. Uh, oh, also, if uh, I believe there was Arc Welder and I can't think of the other player, and I, I don't know if you're doing this for my own benefit or just for, for everybody's benefit, but thank you for putting little stories in your in your fleet names for me to read. That was awesome. Uh, it was giving me a chuckle, so go go check those out on T4 uh, if you have a chance. But uh, Warzone, so day one, it was two Rebels, six Imperial, four Gar, uh, two se uh, Separatists, and there were two unknown fleets that we didn't have the data for. Um, I guess the, the, the surprise is there on day one, again, no Anakin, but uh, you saw the Agats, Ramadis, uh, Sloan, um, Mahdi was there. Uh, Thrawn showed up. Uh, and the Gar had two two Lumis, Plo and a Bale, and a Took and a Trench for the Separatists. Uh, the winner of that one, interestingly, um, was a Lumi fleet with a Ven 2, a Pelta, a Consular for the Mercy Mission, and then our, our Danakin Axe, Kit Fisto as the, as the flavor uh, there, and Matchstick with five Beetles. And that was uh, Excathedra. So congratulations, Excathedra, on your win of uh, Warzone Day 1. Uh, interestingly, too, the second place was a Plo Koon list with um, a similar uh, a similar squad ball uh, had kickback rather than uh, than Kit Fisto. <clears throat> Excuse me. Warzone Day Two uh, was slightly different. We had uh, seven Gar and one Separatist this time, uh, and again, nothing really surprising in terms of commander selection. Like I said, a lot of people did change their fleets. So the the stats did move around a bit. There was a there was a Grand Moff Tarkin in there. There was an Obi Wan Kenobi list. Uh, I think that's the first time we've seen Obi Wan Kenobi in um, 
in like a store championship or a world uh, qualifier. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, just trench for the CIS. And the top four um, of day two was a uh, Thrawn ISD2 uh, Quasar and Gazanti with a Jenden Merrick Rhymer ball with bombers and inter- interceptors. And that was Downsize It. So big congratulations to Downsize It on your win of Warzone Day 2. So you and Excathedra will be seeing Paul at Adepticon uh, come March. And then uh, super quickly, if we look at the the third store championship, it was at a store called Le Griffon in Quebec. There were 20 players. Good strong, um, good, strong community out in Quebec. And uh, six Rebels, seven Imperial, five Gar, uh, one Separatist, one Fleet uh, we don't have. So there's one sort of unknown in there. And this one was neat because it was a real variety of commanders. Uh, people I've talked to have said the, the, the Quebec meta kind of follows their own course. So they, they don't necessarily you know, follow what's going on in, in the world at large. They kind of they do their own thing and they come up with some really neat stuff. Um, I mean, in addition to the Agate and Akbar. Uh, that you'd expect. There was a Dodonna fleet, a Maidine, Sato, and even Princess Leia. Uh, for the Imperials, the most common Imperial commander was Darth Vader. There was only one Ramadi, no Sloan, an Ozzel, a Jerry, a Tarkin, uh, a Mahdi. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for the Republic, though, it's four Anakins and one close. So, so all the Anakins that were not at GSG, they were in Quebec. Yeah. Now we know where all Anakin's went. Yes, and and the lone CIS fleet was a, a TF uh, seventeen twenty six. So we haven't seen a whole lot of Anakin's doing super well. I mean, they're they're they've been consistently present. They've done well, but haven't have had a hard time breaking into the top few positions. Uh, and and in Quebec, that all changed. The top four lists in fourth place was a Plo Koon. Uh, Ven 2 and 2 Pelta list. Third place, Anakin with a Ven 2, two Ven 2s and Implacable and only Axe and Kickback. In second place was an Anakin list with a Ven 2, uh, two Ven 2, sorry, and a Pelta, uh, two Peltas and uh, no squads. And first place was an Anakin list with a Ven 2, a Ven 1, Matchstick, Axe, Oddball, and five Arcs. So a heavy bomber fleet wins Anakin. Uh, heavy bomber Anakin fleet wins the uh, Quebec Le Griffon Store Championship. Congrats, Craig. However, because Craig already has punched his ticket to the Worlds, uh, the second place player Grand Moche Vache is the winner of the World Championship invite. So congratulations to both of you. And and wow, yeah, Anakin sure showed up in Quebec. Yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> I think it's uh, also an uh, interesting uh, take that uh, Heavy Squadron Anakin is uh, more than Squadless Anakin. And yeah. I suspect we'll see more uh, Anakins with um, uh, Matchstick Squad Ball. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, like the Matchstick with his, with his rogue ability means you don't have to worry about pushing squadron commands. You can't be sliced. And, um, yep. and you can kind of, you know, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. So, so yeah, so big congratulations to, to you, Paul, to, to Craig and Grandma Vache, to Downsize It and to Excathedra for your wins this weekend. And, um, and good luck to you all at Adepticon. Um, but now 
we are into everybody's favorite section of the show. It's time for Hot Take 30. So this is going to be a fairly a fairly brief Hot Take 30. Um, but uh, if you're ready, Paul, I will deliver the Hot Take for you. Go for it. Alrighty. Rebel Larges? It's more like Radis Larges, am I right? Uh, nope. It's um, Radis Larges or different Rebel Larges and... Uh, I think people are sleeping uh, on them. And, uh, there are uh, different variations of uh, playing Rebel Lodge, especially with uh, a gate. And I'm not talking Hawk. Don't <laughs> count Hawk as a Rebel Lodge. And I think um, there are variations that uh, people just didn't explore yet. And <laughs> even in the. Almost in... sounds like you're biting me into uh, <laughs> going to double Rebel Lodge fleet. Oh, I was just thinking about doing something with Garm or doing something with a gate. Mm-hmm. Providence plus another large uh, starts to look really interesting, especially if you do uh, projection experts and engine techs and Garm. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be could be uh, something there. I mean, I I have to kind of agree with this. I mean, looking at data that I've got and seeing where the kind of meta has shifted. You know, so far this competitive season, and I mean, that's to be honest, we're only about halfway through at this point. So, still a whole lot of um, a lot of games to be played. But, but right now, the 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 largest that you see uh, coming from the rebels, it's like you said, it's Agate, um, it's Starhawks sometimes, but even they aren't doing super well anymore. Um, and it's it's Radishships. Even that Providence, uh, I've seen two or maybe three fleets now in in the in the championships and the world opens that are radis providences and they just drop a radis uh, a drop of providence in it at range and boarding trooper you and and shriver you at the same time and um a lot of the the agates i've seen now move over to mc30s or assault frigates and even i mean akbar is is stable to assault frigates and and you know crs and mcs as well so i don't know it, it's it feels like rebel Larges are in a in a tough spot, and and I agree. You know, I think there is room for it to to be explored. But um, you know, right now, when when you look at the numbers, you see more, you know, you see more ISDs than you see all different kinds of rebel large ships. And I think it's just they're just in a tough spot right now. Uh, I agree. And now the question is: Is it because uh, they are weak, or is it because of uh, personal preferences and? Uh... Uh, what players are used to playing mm. or want to play. Yeah, fair question. I mean, I feel, and I, I don't know that I have necessarily numbers to back this up, but it's it's more of a, a gut take, I suppose. Um, but I feel like it's, you know, it's like you said, the the Rebel um, rebel Larges aren't super tough, right? They can't, they can't take too many punches. And when you have the the specter, if not the actuality of Anakin out there and knowing that if you take a shot at him, you're going to take, you know, two, three, four damage back every time. Um, I think, I think that's a deterrent. Yep. I can see that. Um, all right. So, um, there, our second hot take is a, a food hot take. And, um, I'm kind of sorry Fox isn't here because I think he would have a thing or two to say about this one. Burger buns are a distraction from the burger itself. I mean, I I would agree to that. I think the the 
I mean, the bun kind of makes it a burger, right? So, you know, you, yeah. it gives you something to hold on to. So I get that. But what does it what does it add to the burger? I mean, it's just it's bread. It's like having <laughs> breadsticks alongside your, your meat, right? The the stuff that you the the flavor, the texture, the you know, the the raison d'etre of the burger is that bit in the middle. Uh, I mean, if they could make some sort of, I don't know, wafer, uh, uh, air, you know, weight-free, yeah. texture-free thing to hold on to while you eat the rest of it, that would almost be better because then the the bun would not take away from that delicious burgerness. I'll counter you and uh, state that uh, the bun provides you with options. Because now uh, you can opt to eat the burger with the bun or put the bun uh, separate and eat a burger and then <laughs> it's a brat. Right. Actually, so my, it's all about choices. It's true. It's fair. It's fair. My, my son does it that way. He likes <laughs> taking, getting his burger and then taking his burger apart and eating all the little bits one by one and then the bun. Or sometimes he just eats the bun and not the burger itself, which is just, I don't know, weird, uh, but well, he's, that, he's only It's five, not a burger right? anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, what are you doing? I mean, more for me, so great. But, um, you know, we... It's like yeah. it's like the monster truck show. We we make him the whole burger, but he only wants the bun. Yeah. Oh man, kids. What's the bun in it? Yes. All right. Well, that'll just about do it. I think we managed to to rip through that in in pretty good time. Uh, Paul, thanks for thanks for joining me and keeping me company tonight. And a big big congratulations once more for your your win at Golden State Games and your all expenses paid trip to Adepticon. Thank you. Uh, good luck. Um, when you get there. Thank you for having me here. It was fun. Awesome. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode, everybody. Uh, take care and fly safe. Thank you for listening to the Armada Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at Armada Podcast. Join us on Discord with the link in the show notes. Until next time.